Welcome to Holistic, podcast where we learn about Jesus from head to toe. We know that he is with us, and we know that all things work together for good to those who love God, to those who are the called according to his purpose. Hello, everyone. I am so glad that you're joining me for Holistic today. It is my pleasure to speak with you, and I'm so glad whoever is listening that you took this time to be with me. I know you could do so many things and be listening to so many people, so thank you that you came, and I pray that you were encouraged through this podcast. That is my main goal, that you would just draw closer to the Lord because He is good. He is worthy of all our praise and our honor, and so actually, I just want to start with a a prayer here um, just to say thank you, Jesus, that we can get to know you better. Thank you that you care about us so much. Thank you for loving us. And Jesus, I pray for everyone listening to this podcast, that they would feel your love and your presence. No matter what they're going through, Lord, I pray nothing would keep them from coming to you. And I pray, Lord, that they strengthen in their relationship, grow in their relationship with you, Lord, today. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you for all that you do. Thank you for your goodness in our lives. We love you, Jesus. In your name we pray. Amen. So I, you know, originally started this podcast, and I wouldn't say it's changed all the way, but I really thought I would talk probably more about the physical side of our body. I haven't really done that as much just because Jesus is just so wonderful. I just... You know, I don't talk about so much the physical part, but when I started it, you know, I started talking about seven tools uh, to begin with, just things that we could do in our lives to help. And that is all still important, drinking water and exercising, getting sunlight and taking our supplements and all those things that hasn't changed. You know, that's been the same for what, for a long time. Um, But for me, you know, my kind of health journey, the reason it started is I, I shared this and I've shared it a couple of times that I had cancer when I was 35. So it was a few years ago now. But because of that, and I think this happens to a lot of people, you begin to think about your health a little bit more. Maybe you start to think, okay, what have I been eating? Am I drinking enough water? Am I exercising? All that stuff. And so I did kind of go on this journey and I was, you know, I've kind of gone up and down. Maybe you've been like that as well. Well, you do really well for a while, you eat healthy, and then you kind of go backwards, and it's so easy to do. And so I, I, I surely don't want to act like I have all the answers, and that I'm this great, healthy, natural person, because you might see me out eating Chick-fil-A, you might see me eating a big bowl of ice cream with all kinds of stuff on it. So <laughs> hear me, I want to do better, I want to eat healthier, I know it's good for us, I know the Lord would want that for us, to eat better, not overeat, and not eat a bunch of junk. And so I still try to, well, at times I'll look at labels a little bit more, you know, what's in this product? What's, you know, what am I eating? And it's frustrating sometimes when you read these labels because you can't really get the full answer. They're misleading. It'll say natural, but then you don't even know what the natural flavor is. So I had just recently yesterday bought this coffee creamer at a grocery store and its label said pure delightfully pure and so I looked at the ingredients and I was like okay that's cool because some coffee creamers are really gross they have all kinds of nasty oils and just you know chemicals you don't even know what it is and so I was like okay it says milk um 
how did it say? Milk, sugar, cream maybe? Um, salt, natural flavor, which you don't really know what that is. But I was like, okay, yeah, that sounds pretty good. So I bought it. It was about four bucks. I got home and then I noticed on the front of it in smaller letters, it said naturally and artificially flavored. So I'm thinking, okay, what is the artificial flavor? And it just got me thinking, you know, I know there's, <laughs> there's bigger problems in the world, right? But it just got me thinking, okay, what, what's the artificial? Is it the milk? Is it sugar, salt? It wouldn't be the natural flavor. They wouldn't call it natural flavor. So I'm just trying to figure it out. And I was like, well, you know, I'm actually going <laughs> to, and I'm not a Karen, folks. Now, people still even use that term. I am older, but <laughs> I'm not somebody who really, you know, does a lot of um, ask for refunds or, you know, does all these kind of returns or tries to, you know, fight the system or something. It's really not me. But I was just like, it's frustrating. Like, I'm really, it was more a curiosity, to be honest. And so I sent an email. I'm not even sure if it went through. It looked like it didn't even work. And then I was like, well, maybe I'll chat with somebody and that didn't work. And then I'm looking online. Maybe I can just find something out. Couldn't really figure it out. So I was just like, oh, Lord. Oh, and then I came across a couple of lawsuits where people have actually sued companies like Chobani because they said it was, um, they were misleading in their labeling. And so I was kind of laughing, but I was like, it is frustrating. You know, we can't just get answers, but <laughs> it got me thinking deeper um, to think, you know, we can't trust things like the food industry. They don't have our best interest at heart. We can't trust the health industry all the way. A lot of things, so many things are based around money, right? How can we make the most money? How can we kind of twist the truth just a bit to get what we want, to get what we need? And so I was like, oh, Lord, this world is kind of frustrating. You know, can't even figure out what's in our food. Of course, the best thing would be if we just had a garden, right? But we're not all doing that or able to do that. But it got me thinking about this creamer, this delightfully pure with quotes creamer that I had bought. Like I said, not the biggest thing in the world, right? Not a, a, a trivial little matter compared to so many things going on in our world. But just something kind of simple. Like I said, I was more curious. But it got me thinking about this pure, like I said, with quotes creamer. It's not really pure. Maybe I'll never really figure out what the artificial, what's the natural, you know, what what even is the natural flavor with quotes as well. But we can't trust, yeah, the food industry and things like that. But I know someone we can trust and I know someone who actually is pure. The Bible tells us that Jesus is righteous and yes, he is pure. That he is without blemish or spot. So the Israelites in the Bible would give a sacrifice and it had to be a sacrifice that was um, an animal without a blemish or a spot, a more um, better conditioned animal. And they would do this as like a sin offering, right? To say, oh, I've sinned and the animal would give its life up. And so then they were made clean. And so essentially that's what Jesus did for us. That he came here as a man, even though he was fully God. So he had the characteristics of a man. He could have sinned. It. The Bible tells us he was tempted, but he was without sin. He was without deceit. So he was honest and truthful. While he was here, where he is now, he is holy. He is harmless. He's undefiled. 
He gave up his life for us. He is pure. He is delightfully pure and we can trust that. See, when we put Jesus in our life, we begin to see that more and more. We begin to see how much he cares for us. And maybe you're somebody, you've labeled yourself many things, right? We can label ourselves. We can say that we're different. We can feel unloved and unworthy. Maybe we just feel so odd and weird. We don't fit in a lot of times. Maybe we're just feeling dysfunctional. Oh, I come from a dysfunctional family and, and I'm just dysfunctional and I always will be. I've had a lot of trauma in my life and that's who I am. I'm just a mess. Maybe we've just been hurt a lot by people. We just don't feel good about ourselves. We're nervous a lot. We're tied up in knots. We're, we're anxious. We would say, I'm just an anxious person. Or I'm, I am my depression. I am my sadness. I just tend to be sad. I, I'm overwhelmed. Maybe you're somebody that feels lost. You just don't know where you belong. And you're searching and you're, you're doing so many things. And maybe you're just staying busy. You know, we could just stay busy in this life. We're just going from the next thing to the next thing. And, and we're always just going. And we don't want to feel because it's too painful. And sometimes in that we can sin and we can keep sinning. And maybe there's guilt and shame with that. Like we think God can't forgive us. Not again. He can't love me. We can easily have that feeling in this life that God couldn't love someone like me. And the enemy, the devil, he loves that. He wants that for us. He wants us to be in chains and in knots and and to think we'll never change. And this is all we're ever going to be. So what do we do with that? Maybe when someone's given you a label or you've given one yourself. I know that I can label myself and I can feel a certain way. But we have to remember we don't go by feeling. So even when these things come on us, like we start to think, I'm just so dysfunctional. I'm just so odd. I just don't fit in. We start to feel anxious or we, we start to want control in these things that we do. What do we do with that when they come on? Because they will, even if we're a child of God, even if we believe in Jesus, we can start to go back. And these things can start to come on us again like chains. And so we keep fighting. We don't give up and we remember who God is and we remember what he says about us. And how do we do that? We have to have this relationship with Jesus Christ. And we go to the word of God and it tells us who Jesus is. It tells us who, well, God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. And so it tells us about our Heavenly Father. And it tells us who we are in Jesus. And so I wrote down here just a few things that the Bible declares or says over us in our lives. We're told in scripture that we are co-heirs with Jesus Christ, that we're a child of God, that we're a child of God. And because of that, when we put our faith in Jesus, we become a co-heir with Christ. 
And when we say yes to Jesus, we become a new creation, meaning the old things have passed away and behold, all things have become new. So we forget the former things and we're not going to dwell on the past, but we're going to see that the Lord is doing a new thing in us. And we become holy because of Jesus. He is holy. So we become holy and we're blessed. And we have his power in us. We're told that the same power that raised Christ from the dead is alive in us. And we're filled with the Holy Spirit who is the comforter, who is our our guide, who helps us, who convicts us, who reminds us to walk with Christ and not walk with the world, to not do everything everybody else is doing. So there's definitely this part that we play. And I think that's important to say. We have this grace of God, this beautiful grace and love and mercy, but we have a part to play. As God says, be holy as I am holy, meaning we don't just do whatever we want, (laughs) that we live for Jesus. As Jesus died on a cross, which in just a couple of weeks when I'm recording this, we celebrate that Easter Resurrection Sunday. But even before that, we talk about Good Friday And we call it Good Friday. It's when Jesus died, but we say good because he died for our sins to set us free from sin and death and hell and really from ourselves because we sin and we need Jesus. We need help. We're a mess. But we celebrate that because we know what that means. We know that Sunday is coming. I love that. It's like the old saying, Uh, Something like Friday's here, but Sunday's coming. Sunday's coming where Jesus rises from the dead and now is seated in heaven, in heavenly places with God the Father. And so as he died, we die to ourselves. It's not easy. I want to say that to you. It's wonderful to come to Jesus Christ, but it's also not easy. You have to learn to die to yourself. You have to come before Jesus, this holy God. And it's not easy when he begins to do a work on you, begin to see things that maybe are pretty ugly, right? All those labels we've given ourselves, or that people have given us, maybe people in our family or friends or You know, we look at social media and we think, oh, I just wish I looked like that or I wish I had that life. I wish I wasn't always nervous. I wish I looked more like this person. And so we can easily focus on those things and we need God's help to do this work in our lives. This surgery, it's like a surgery and surgery is painful. But there's a reason for this surgery, right? Like if you had a tumor from cancer, it's to get out that tumor. And then you begin to heal. And so God has to do a work in us. But then there is a healing. And he does it with love. And with grace. And we need his grace. We have to keep coming to him and and asking his help. And I heard someone just recently, just yesterday actually, say this. And it was so good I wrote it down. That we are a co-heir with Christ. And we are beautiful to Jesus, but we're frightening to the devil. Sin is threatened by the presence of Jesus and by our presence. 
because we are one with Christ and the enemies of God fear us because we're connected with Jesus. So the enemy of God, the devil and demons, if you believe in Jesus, they don't like you and they are not going to want you to have peace and joy and to know your true identity with Jesus Christ, that you are more than a conqueror, that you are loved, that you are holy, that you are blameless because of Jesus. The same power that raised Christ from the dead is alive in you. The same power. And the spirit that is in you is greater than he that is in the world. And so the enemy doesn't like you if you believe in Jesus. And he might mess with you. And he might bring those labels back on your life, possibly over and over. It's a battle. You might feel such freedom and the chains are gone, but then the enemy will remind you of something. Or you'll see something and you'll go, oh, wait, that's right. That's who I am. And so we fight that. We fight it with scripture. We say scripture out loud. We ask for prayer. I've shared this before and I never really thought, I didn't think it for probably several years in the beginning of my walk with the Lord, coming back to the Lord, that we needed deliverance as Christians. Well, we've been set free and we have. But see, we can kind of go backwards a little bit or we can, um, just based on, you know, what's going on in our life, maybe we're going through some hard times, we tend to, we go back a little bit and we do things we used to be, uh, used to do or, um, old ways and we kind of forget who we are so often when we first come to the Lord we're so excited and um we're just like we're all in Jesus and then for time sometimes we kind of like I don't know we get complacent which is bad and um we have to be reminded wait a minute and we might need prayer we might need somebody to to pray over us and rebuke the devil and rebuke what he's trying to do we have to be aware you know, I shared that not too long ago on a podcast that we're not going to be unaware of the devil's scheme. So he's always working and moving. And like I said, if you believe in Jesus, you are his enemy and he doesn't want you to remember that you're loved. He doesn't want you to spread the gospel. He doesn't want you to have a testimony. And so we have to be aware of that and remember that we are in a battle and keep our focus on Jesus. We have to keep our focus on Jesus and remember our identity. That word has come to me a few times in the past couple of days. To remember that my identity is in Christ. I know the Lord showed me that when I first was coming back to him. I, I was learning my identity. My true identity is in Jesus. And he still has to do that. Here I am, you know, over a decade later. And still, he's having to show me, you know, Leah, your identity is in me. Your identity is, is not in what people say. It is not in what you think of yourself. Your identity is in me. And see, we can sin in that because we can start to believe those lies. And, and we just walk right in that. that. Oh, that's who I am. No, we, we say no in the name of Jesus. That's not who I am. I am what God says. I'm a co-heir. I'm a child of God. There's a scripture. I don't want to get it wrong. Sorry, I be loud. Flipping through my notebook here. Um, 
that I wrote down, and it's such a good scripture. I just want to share it with you. It's one I want to memorize. Um, I know it a little bit, but it's Romans 8, 15 to 17. And it says, For I did not receive the spirit of bondage again to fear, but I received the spirit of adoption by whom we cry out, Abba, Father. The Spirit himself bears witness with our spirit that we are children of God. And if children, then heirs, heirs of God and joint heirs with Christ, if indeed we suffer with him, that we may also be glorified together. And so there's a lot there just in a couple of verses, but that first part especially that we did not receive the spirit of bondage again to fear, because we can go back to that bondage that we were once in, in our sin and in defeat, and we begin to be fearful. But we receive the spirit of adoption by whom we cry out, Abba, Father. So we are one with the spirit. We've been adopted. And so maybe you're somebody, you felt alone a lot of your life. You didn't have a good upbringing. Well, if you believe in Jesus, you are adopted. You have hope. You're a child of God, a joint heir with Christ. But let's not forget that part. If indeed we suffer with him, there will be suffering for Jesus. Maybe not extreme suffering in your life. Maybe you're not seeing that or maybe we don't know what it's all going to look like, but if you believe in Jesus, you're going to be different. <laughs> and of course, I'm saying you can label yourself as different. Well, you're still different with Jesus, but it's a different kind of different. Well, I don't know if that sounded too too good, <laughs> my English there. <laughs> but we're set apart in Jesus Christ. We're made beautiful in a different way. And that end part there in Romans 8, that we may also be glorified together. See, where we are now, this is temporary. And we're looking ahead. We're looking to Jesus. We're not going to focus so much on what's happening now, but we're thinking, I am connected with Jesus Christ, and one day we will be made new all the way. We will be glorified with Jesus Christ. And so maybe hard things are going on in your life and it's hard not to focus on all the bad things that are going on. But I want to um, say a prayer over you today. I wrote it as an identity prayer based on Ephesians 1, 17 to 19, which is something that I heard um, a lady speak on yesterday. And I kind of took out of that a little bit what she said, but just kind of going along with this scripture, these verses in Ephesians 1. And so I want to pray this over you today. Lord, I ask that you would make anyone listening right now intelligent and discerning and knowing you, Jesus, personally, that their eyes would be focused and clear so that they can see exactly what you are calling them to do and to grasp the immensity of this glorious way of life that you have for your followers. Oh, the utter extravagance of your work and those who trust you 
endless energy and boundless strength, endless love. Lord, you have love that never stops and it never fails. Thank you, Jesus. And I also want to say, oh, Lord, we've given ourselves, so many of us, labels that don't say we're delightfully pure. We've given ourselves labels that are contrary to what you would say about us, Lord. We're made in your image. And maybe someone listening today has not been walking as though they are made in your image. Maybe they've been sinning and they've been turning to the wrong things. And so I pray over them today that today would be the day they wouldn't delay, but they would come before you and say, God, I need you. And I've messed up and I've sinned and I'm open before you like an open book. And I'm saying, God, help me. I need your help. I want to put my hope and my trust in you. And I want to learn that I'm a child of God and that I'm loved. And so I pray today, Lord, anyone who doesn't know you, today would be their day that they would fall on their knees, their tongue would confess that you are Lord. And I know, Lord, that you're faithful and you will come into their life. And Lord, I pray over anyone listening who maybe has known you and walked away, that they would come today and ask for forgiveness and they would remember that you love them. And you would fill them with your presence, Lord, once again. And Lord, for anyone listening that knows you, maybe has been walking with you for a number of years, maybe a long time, that they would remember that you're with them. And they don't have to label themselves. But that their label, their identity comes from you. Lord, please help them to see clearly, Lord, to have focus on you and to live for you. God, we need your help. Me included. God, I need your help in this life. We need your help. It's so easy to be selfish and to live for us, but God, you want us to live for you. So help us, Lord, to die to ourselves. Lord, please give us increased energy and strength. Help us to remember that the joy of the Lord is our strength, that even in trials we can have joy because if we're focused on you, it's not a joy that's coming just from us alone. It's a supernatural joy and strength. It won't make sense, (laughs) but it's a glorious way of living. Thank you, Lord, that you never stop loving us. Thank you, Jesus for what you did for us, that you gave up your life for us. And we are free, Lord. We're free. Lord, help us to remember to keep fighting and to remember who you are. Thank you, Jesus, that you've given us new labels, that we are a child of God if we believe in you. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. And thank you so much for listening to this podcast. I pray that you were blessed. I pray that this was a a general reminder of who Jesus is and who you are to him. Your identity is in Christ. Let your identity 
be in Christ. If you believe in Jesus, you are a new creation. The old things have passed away. And behold, all things have become new. Praise God. Take care, friends, and God bless.